Now and Again is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcasting Network. For all things Cage, Keanu, and more, pop on over to cageclub.me. That is cageclub.me. It's summer of 1999. Lance Armstrong wins a tour de France. Napster debuts, and the Phantom Menace disappoints everyone. And this is Now That's What I Call Music, Volume 2. We play this song on the radio. We play this song on the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. Uh, this is the Now and Again podcast. This is Volume 2, and with us today is another member of the Cage Club Podcasting Network uh, from Zack Attack. This is Joe Number 2. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm glad to be here today. This is really fun. I'm, I'm really excited. I heard about... Joey mentioned this on Zack Attack uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was super stoked on it. And he was saying that like it might take time for me to sneak in, but I snuck in quickly, and I'm very excited. Tell us a little bit about Zack Attack. How did, uh, how did Zach Efron become a focal point for a podcast? <laughs> um... Joey and I started out, we really loved the movie, uh, We Are Your Friends, like the Zac Efron shitty DJ movie, and um, we had realized that we had, like, you know, we seen Zac in, like, Neighbors, and um, We Are Your Friends, and, you know, like, he gets a lot of attention, like, young girls love him, he's kind of like this, like, new age icon, and um, we realized we had seen none of his movies, and, and we had, like, preconceptions that they were all really shitty movies, so we wanted to just, like, you know, give it a shot, give us a reason to bullshit once a month, so... That's that's how it started. Oh yeah, it's a it's a blast. It's definitely something different than everyone kind of knows Cage and Keanu. They're kind of they're kind of memes, even though I know Joey likes to defend them against that. But yeah, uh, the Zeph is is definitely a, a different ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I say always say that he's like the new age Brad Pitt. I mean, he's like good looking. He's talented. He does like a bunch of cool movies. Like he's really grown on me more than we watch that like <laughs> the Zeph movies. And yeah, it's it's just a good time, man. Awesome. Yeah, everyone should definitely check that out. That's all on the Cage Club Podcasting Network. That's cageclub.me. Uh, cha-ching. There's my two cents from Joey that I get every time I say that. <laughs> um, so we are in uh, summer of 1999, Joe number two. And where are you in the summer of 1999? Oh, where was I? I was in... I didn't even think about this. Maybe, like, I've, I have a feeling based on the songs when I was listening to them and, like, what I was thinking about, I had to be in, like, fifth or sixth grade... I I vividly remember now two coming out actually like I specifically remember like a lot of our like a lot of the kids in my class had now one and when they released like a second one or they were like talking about releasing a second one we were like oh shit they're making another one and we didn't realize what this would ever become so like I I was in this like I was I was in it to win it right here that's cool. We're going to be coming at this from similar but like a little different angles. Um, you're like at the beginning of middle school. I'm kind of coming towards the end of middle school, and I think I, I'm a lot cooler than I am at the time. So my memories of this song, uh, these songs at the time are definitely going to be a little different. So you want to just jump right in? Uh, our first song, uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Yeah. Memories of this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I am... S- like, um, so I went to Catholic school, so this song was like the pinnacle of like horniness for us, you know, like we were at the right age, you know, you have slutty Catholic schoolgirl uniform. This was just classic. I actually think yeah. that I might have bought this album. I was also a Catholic schoolboy. 
Um, and there's there's some weirdness in my mind watching this video now um, as a grown ass man because yeah. Britney Spears <laughs> is 17 here. And That's what, I actually have that question in my notes. I was like, I'm wondering how old she is in this video. She was 17. Damn. She was 17. And the thing is, like, she's in the uniform, but she's not like it's not like a stripper schoolgirl uniform no, or like no, a sorority not, girl Halloween slutty. costume. Agreed. Yeah. And. This is a problem that they kind of have with the early Britney Spears and some of her other videos is they don't know how to, like, market her. Or maybe they are trying to hold off on the, like, overt sexuality. Because the next video she's going to be, it's going to look like she's in a Gap commercial and she's all covered up. The next album she's going to be in the cat suit. So I feel like here it's like, let's just, like, subtly, subliminally sexualize her. Yeah, Definitely, I agree. I, but I mean, she was young. It was a smart move on their part. They didn't want like a whole bunch of perverts. Like, I mean, not that that stopped anyone, but yeah, oh, definitely not. But it's um, it's a it's a great song that holds up so well. Yeah. So Rachel and I play this game. Um, we do this often where we get drunk and watch YouTube videos, and we've definitely gone down like a whole Britney Spears hole. And I still know all the songs and like all the music videos. I remember the like making of the videos for them on MTV, and um, it's class. Like this one's definitely classic. We've like when you pulled it up, I've watched the video before multiple times. Like yeah, I've seen them all. So. And it's got that longevity that I think still today, if you hear those first piano notes, that's like, boom, 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 boom. Like you yep. know what song it is. You know what song is coming on, and you know that people are going to sing along, or they're going to dance to it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, it's a symbol for girls of that time, but it, like, kind of transcended that. I mean, now she's, like, a gay icon, too, so, I like, this is going to be around forever, man. Uh, she was just, like dancing sexually on Instagram today or something to a, 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 a Megan Trainer song or something. And I was like, Brittany's still hot. Like I still, I still have a crush on her. So yeah, it'll, it'll last. Oh yeah. Brittany Spears will come up a lot on this podcast and I feel like we're going to, we're not really going to get back to the highs. I'm not sure. Cause she's not really doing new music. Um, but like, we're going to definitely get into the lows of Britney Spears at some point. And it is, it's nice that she's rebounded and like she's got a Vegas show and when you have a Vegas show, not that she wasn't set before, but when you have a Vegas show, you are set. I mean, fucking Carrot Top is set for life. Yeah, yeah, you're set, but you kind of also like know that you like you're you're in the grave, man. Like once you take a Vegas show, like you're done. You know, like there's yeah. no more like touring and shit like that. But you're right. At, at the same time, it's like, look, you're so big that you can draw people to you. You, you know, she does what like a couple shows a week or something, right? Like, it's not, like, even weekly. So, like, she's getting paid. Yeah, I'm sure she's doing great. Good for her. I know, um... Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. So, um, I know this kid who hangs out with, uh, K-Fed, and he says, like, he's really cool and that Britney's just nuts, but I, I love her for it, and yeah. Wait, you know someone that knows Kevin Federline? Yeah, yeah, he hangs out at his house and stuff. Yeah, we've actually talked about this. I'm not going to say who it is, but yeah, we like, yeah, we like, I always press him because he like chills with them. So I like, I ask him about like, you know, like about the kids and like what his house is like. And he said he's like this, like the nicest dude ever and like super friendly. And he like goes and chills there. I won't say what he's doing, but yeah. That's incredible. And <laughs> we we will keep up the veil of anonymity, but like get him to write into the show. That would be 
absolutely awesome uh, oh. to hear uh, if, if he had any if he could get away with telling any interesting Kevin Federline stories. Uh, I think he kind of keeps it. No, he, he and K Fed are boys, so like he kind of keeps it quiet. Like I've talked to him about it, and like the most of the, most of the shit, like I've I've definitely pressed him about it, and most of the shit that he says is just like Brittany's crazy. K Fed's a great dad, and like you know, like all the tabloid shit about him is like not really true. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. I f- I forgot Britney Spears had kids, and I feel like maybe she also <laughs> has forgotten. So, so it's good that the kids are doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I hope that they are still, but I think that he has them, so that's good. But, uh, song holds up. Song is great today. Um, it's a song that I don't think I would get sick of. Um, of this, is, I think, is a great now volume, and yeah. this still might be the the best song on it. Uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of great songs on this one that we'll talk about, but this is a great one. What else was? Do you remember what else was on this album? What else, What were the other hits that came from this first Britney Spears album? Because like now all I'm remembering is like Toxic and stuff like that that we were talking about it. But like I don't remember what else was on this first one. Was so it on just next, this hit? No, on the next episode uh, with uh, your Zach Attack partner Joey, uh, we will be talking about. Um, uh, I wanted to say every time, but that's not it. That's the song uh, from the amazing movie um, Spring Breakers, uh, the greatest moment in film history. Um, <laughs> now, next is Sometimes, like Sometimes I Run, Sometimes I Hide. That one, uh, oh, I did not sing that yeah. correctly at all. Uh, and then we're also going to get, off of this album, I believe, we'll get You Drive Me Crazy. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but I think Oops, I Did It Again was like the lead off of the next album. Okay. That's that's a that lot of hits. Sense. No, no, they, they like I knew that it had more than one hit. I just couldn't place it cuz like, you know, I get sucked into that like oops, I did it again and toxic and like all the like kind of later ones that were bigger. Mhm. And I mainly remember them cuz like I was saying like about the uh the making of the videos on MTV and stuff like that. That's when it like this really took off and like you'd catch the music videos and like watch them and they would debut it. You remember the shit? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember watching one for, uh, you know, again, stay tuned for this song. Uh, I think Blink-182's All the Small Things had uh, one of yes, those. exactly. And you'd watch it, and they would, like, give you clips all week of it, and then they would, mm-hmm. like, show you the episode, and at the end it would be, like, world premiere of the video. And, yeah, so I definitely remember one of the, I think it was, oops, I did it again. It was whatever one she's in the red the red jumpsuit in. That was definitely one of these episodes. Yeah, that's that's that one. And, I mean, I think a, a huge part of that, and Brittany is definitely a right place at the right time kind of uh, pop singer because this was the era of MTV. And you can argue, like, yes, the MTV era, like it's called that, was the, the 80s and the dawning of MTV. Yeah, but I, this I was really you, when man. the music video was the hottest. You know, TRL yep. and these, they manufactured like the boy band wars, but there was also that Britney or Christina battle. There was that. You had fucking uh, Tom Green being a weirdo. You had the making of the videos. You had Say What Karaoke. This was the really the golden era of music videos. It's actually funny. I talk about this with Rachel a lot. She is, what, three years younger than me, and she totally doesn't remember any music videos. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's like if you start going back and you get kids that are just like a couple years younger than me, they will have missed the whole TRL generation. Like they just like don't they, they didn't watch it. Like I remember coming home every day from school watching it, seeing who was in the top 10. You're right, this manufactured boy band bullshit. Like and and yeah, there's kids that are younger than me that just like they've 
they grew up with like this iTunes kind of feel where like everything was singles and they didn't watch music videos and it's just like super weird to me. Well, yeah, it's super weird to me that there are artists still making music videos even though they're going straight to YouTube. Like I guess that's just where the kids are now is they're still watching these videos uh, but it's just a completely different on-demand kind of format. Like I don't sit around and watch Oh, I can't say I don't sit around and watch videos on on YouTube because I'm literally doing that as we're recording this episode. <laughs> I'm watching the videos, but like I don't look for the new videos unless they like they go viral, you know. Oh, really? No, see, see, part of me still loves music videos, and I actually get sad that they don't get as much production as they used to. Like music videos, like at, at this time, were like really big budget things like these were huge like you know cgi was breaking out and shit like that so they were doing like all kinds of wacky shit and um yeah i still watch music videos like even if they suck i like watching new music videos nobody else does and it's it's really bizarre to me well, see, and that's why i want to get people with uh who aren't just me on this show because there we go <laughs> there's, there's a totally different um so quick question before we before we move on unless you have anything else to say about baby one more time no, um go ahead now you know Brittany or Christina? I don't think this is as important question of Backstreet versus NSYNC, which we'll get to later. But Brittany or Christina? Um, okay, so I will always go Brittany. Um, Christina was actually uh, Wexford's finest. I grew up in Pittsburgh, so she was a local star, and um, we knew about you know Christina for a little bit before she ever became famous, and they really loved her there. But hands down, Britney has all the hits and will be classic. Christina's like, you know, is going to be forgotten. She's like, what on the Voice now, and and Britney has a Vegas show. So who won? Well, they're both set for life, so we we certainly did not win. Other than <laughs> yeah, getting their music. we didn't win. That's true. What do you think? What do you, what's your what, who do you want like better? Uh, I think if you're just going like pure technical, better singer, it's Christina. But we're in the era of image and the total package, and I can just still name uh, probably triple the Britney Spears songs than I can the Christina Aguilera songs. And the main one that I remember was Christina and a bunch of other people. With uh, Lady Marmalade, like the, that's yeah, the big the one in my Rouge mind, one. and that's not even just her. So no, but yeah. Jeannie in a bottle. I mean, she was way hotter. I, honestly, I think Christina was cuter. Like Britney was like sweeter. Like pre crazy Britney was like a lot sweeter. But I, at the time, I remember being like Christina Aguilera was really fucking hot. Well, yeah, you get the interesting kind of like war of attrition as they got older and got sexualized and i don't yeah. know if it like because uh, you have a Brittany slate dropped, for you um, that's what i was gonna say yeah and what was and then, the one that um christina aguilera had dirty dirty that was that it was you raunchy. have toxic versus dirty was like the big battle there yeah so yeah that's how yes. it played out man you're right they well, just they went from so you see like we see it from the beginning that britney's like kind of in a schoolgirl uniform but like she doesn't even really have her shirt open you know what i mean like like it's not like she's like being super hypersexualized yet and then we get to like toxic and dirty and it's just like ass everywhere yeah absolutely we'll get to we'll get to a song on this album um where uh, sexual awakenings may be a topic of conversation, but I feel like like three years from now, like maybe the kids who are like three or four years younger than me, like dirty and I'm a slave for you, like that 
is like they see that on TV and they're like, oh no, whoa, what is my body feeling? What is this? <laughs> yeah, they, they see, without music videos, we didn't have this, this like on. I mean, I guess they have it now in shows and stuff, but like this was where we learned sexualization, at least for me, was like music videos and songs like this, like, you know, that were like directed towards kids, like maybe a little bit older than me, but not much. So it was like. Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. We're living in a weird world. Now you can send pictures of your dick on Snapchat. Yeah, so. exactly. I always say, like, I didn't have the internet at this time. Like, not in the internet as we know it. Um, like, now, I've seen more breasts than all of my ancestors combined. <laughs> That's probably true. Like, I always like to say that when you, like, try to contextualize the internet, because it's just, like, the amount of information at our fingertips. But we didn't have that. We couldn't just look up some boobs. We had to wait for a Britney Spears or Mariah Carey video to come on. All right, so the next track on Now Volume 2 is You Get What You Give by The New Radicals. Yeah, I had totally forgotten that this song existed. Well, the, the video takes place in a mall, and I was 13 at this time. Uh, do you have mall memories you said you were from obviously okay yeah, yeah. i didn't know <laughs> if it was just a jersey thing or, or what no 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 we actually were we used to hang out in monroeville mall where fucking um what is it the not the walking dead is what i'm thinking of the george r the george romero one. Oh, dawn of the dead dawn of the dead yeah was shot oh that's awesome yeah we used to walk around that mall a lot yeah i feel like that's a thing that i don't know like i don't know anything about kids anymore i can't begin to understand <laughs> teenagers uh i'm old and they scare me and like i don't know if that's a thing that kids do anymore is just walk aimlessly amount around malls no i don't think so either man but that's how you got all the girls man this okay so there was two things you could do and we talk about this on zach attack all the time on this note is that one you could go to see a movie as a group of friends Right, because your parents could drop you off and pick you up, and also you could go to the mall because you couldn't really get out of the mall, you know. Yes, and uh, our local mall here had a movie theater in it, so we just knocked it all out on a weekend. Oh damn, you guys were lucky. No, these are two separate places for us. And also, remember planning shit when you didn't have cell phones, so like you'd have to like meet at a time and place. That was really fucked, right? Yes, we always met at the Suncoast Video. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you remember where you met. We would mix it up a lot, but yeah, that's really funny We'd that you remember exactly where you were meeting. The, the, the rotation was always like Suncoast Video, FYE, uh, two stores that definitely don't exist anymore, I don't think. Um, and then uh, Spencer's and East Meets West, which is the exact opposite. I don't think those will ever go away because there's always dumb teens who will be in the market for like a dragon what bong. Is- what is East Meets West? Oh, man. East Meets West is, um, God, how uh, the Dreamcatcher store is, like, the best way I could describe it. Okay. Like, maybe other malls have these with a different name. Like, you go into there, and it's, like, there's a bunch of incense and incense holders. Um, so it's kind of like a head shop, but, like, without the bongs? Yeah, well, they probably had bongs. They, uh, I probably didn't know what they were at, like, 13, but I'm, I'm positive they had bongs. Lots of, like, Bob Marley t-shirts. Smelled oh, like patchouli. Cool. Okay. okay, yeah, 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 okay. I got you. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, we had this. We just, yeah. Spencer's will never die, right? I, th- I was convinced that this store would die, but no, it still fucking exists. And they still sell posters and shot glasses and band t-shirts and dumb, like, knick-knack shit. And people still buy it. I guess, what, maybe Hot Topic kind of, like encroached on them but 
it's still kind of the same thing. Yeah, I feel like the day we got a Hot Topic at our mall was huge for me at 14 or 15. It's like, oh, this is a store yeah. for me, not knowing it was also just owned by like the Abercrombie people and <laughs> just, just really good marketing. Yeah, yeah. I bought yeah. a lot of overpriced t-shirts and CDs from there for sure. Cause Obviously. I thought, thought I was sticking yeah. it to the man by shopping there. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you get what you give. The video takes place in the mall, and we will get to the video because I have a lot to say about this video. Um, but the song itself, uh, what do you think about this song? It's a good song. I I am so I like this song. When I heard it again, it's like it's throwback '90s for me. Maybe like I don't like the song, and maybe it's just nostalgia for me. But it's really not that bad. This there's a lot worse on here, and there's a lot better on here. But this one was like okay, I I get why this is on the now, and like it fits. Um, yeah, the song overall isn't isn't too too bad. Yeah, it's. It's very um, easy to digest, especially when you are a teenager. Uh, I really yeah. like the opening line. I think it peaks right at the start. Um, Wake up, kids. We got the dreamer's disease. I feel like that's... Um, that was like a huge... A- uh, we were just talking about this, uh, but this is like a huge AIM away message. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I definitely remember seeing some girls posting that. I'd be shocked if that was an original lyric. Like, it might be, but like... I don't know. That sounds like he stole it from a book or something like that. The phrase "dreamer's disease" sounds like it come from like a, like a like a shitty Vonnegut clone author or something like that. So Chuck Palahniuk. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Rachel's gonna murder me for saying that she loves Chuck Palahniuk. So. Joey sorry. also. So you might you guys yes, might have I some. Yes, I know. Yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get some words after this. We're we're off Cage Club now. <laughs> um. Oh, you know which part I do love about this song that I didn't remember until I heard it—the breakdown part when he's like. Where he's talking about, like, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson, come around, we'll kick your asses. Like, why he got so tough in the middle of, like, a soft rock song blows my mind. But I really loved that line, and I vividly remembered it, and I didn't remember it was in this song. All right, well, we're going to we're gonna do a little segment. Um, we're going to jump to Wikipedia for this one, because Wikipedia has something to say about this song. Oh, um, go, so, go, go, go. Uh, much of the media attention, you get what you give received, centered on the closing lyrics, which... As uh, he started, I will recite that whole ending. Um, health insurance, rip-off lying, FDA, big bankers buying, fake computer crashes dying, cloning while they're multiplying, fashion shoots with Beck and Hanson, Courtney Love and Marilyn Manson, you're all fakes, run to your mansions, come around, we'll kick your ass in. According to Alexander, he had written this section for the song as a test, to see whether the media would focus on the important political issues or uh, of the first few lines, or the petty celebrity dissing. As suspected, Ooh. a considerable amount of press began to appear about the name-dropping, and the other political issues were largely ignored. Marilyn Manson commented that he was not mad he said he'd kick my ass. I just don't want to be used in the same sentence as Courtney Love. I'll, <laughs> I'll crack his skull open if I see him. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Beck reported that Alexander personally apologized when uh, uh, they met each other by chance at a supermarket, claiming it was never meant Beck? to be personal. Did you just yes, say Beck. Beck. And, well, uh, does he mention Beck in the song? He does. Uh, fashion shoots with Beck and Hanson. Oh, okay. Beck and Hanson. I didn't really get what that was. I st- that's the first time I ever heard those lyrics. Okay, sorry for just... Nope, that's me. it. And then he later collaborated with Hanson, uh, whose drummer, Zach Hanson, called him a bit of a character, uh, but a cool guy. Um, Weird, man. I don't really buy the whole, like, test thing. I feel I like do. yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah, man, I would do weird shit like this all the time if I was a musician. If I had a platform, I would do fucked up shit like this. This is the whole reason why, like, I love everything that Kanye does. 
Okay, well, ooh, I don't love comparing this guy to Kanye West. No, uh, I'm just, no, I don't either. Not everything, but I'm saying, like, you know, you just try to push the boundaries a little bit. If I had a platform, I would do weird shit like this just to see, like, for my own amusement. But at the same time, like, the the, the political issues of the first few lines, he's not really saying anything there. Oh, yeah, that's that part's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. But I definitely, I definitely think he put the other part in to see if they would focus on it. And oh, it, yeah. Like, and, like, for the popularity to push the song. Like, you know what I mean? To, like, get him some, like, plays and, like, have some controversy surrounding the song. I definitely believe that part. And you're right. I am with you that it's weird that he gets really uh, tough guy at the end of that because <laughs> he, he looks like a slightly scrawnier powder. So like I yeah, don't. He looks too too much like Moby for me to be scared of him. Right? Yeah, no, this guy does not intimidate me, which is why he probably needs a cult of teenagers, uh, like surrounding costumes. him. Yeah. So this music video is about him leading a cult of children. He's like a Jim Jones, and he gets all of these <laughs> he gets all of these teens to attack uh, people in suits and adults, adults in a mall. Adults at the mall, man. That's the way to go. God. And it's you down. I really. There's something about music videos, and I get that media is supposed to be digested as it is, you know? Like, a music video is four minutes, you watch a a romantic comedy, you're not supposed to think about what happens after the credits, you know? You have to digest it as it is. But I still can't help but, like, think of the aftermath of this video, where this guy is just getting the electric chair. Wait, what? Like, he's, like, in in the future world, where, like, this video ends, and then, like, real life takes over, and the cops are called to this mall, you know? He's essentially, like, running the purge through the mall with children. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but good point. There's there's the scene where they surround this woman (laughs) and take her out of her business clothes and put her in, like, a fast food costume. Like, mass sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Contributing to the delinquency of minors, like, um, destruction of public property. You're getting the chair, man. No, no, he's white. It's okay. Oh, oh. well, yeah. <laughs> but these are these kids are all... None of these kids are going to college. They'll all be working fast food jobs the rest of their lives. They're all felons now. Yeah, uh, did, you, did you actually catch something that I saw in this music video? Is that the one dude is wearing a Johnny Rockets apron, and I did not know Johnny Rockets existed this long ago. Oh, yeah, that was one of the places in one of the, one of the malls uh, back when I was a kid. That, that would be our, our dinner some nights. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was, I was like a little bit. I was far away from the East Coast. I mean, not far, but like more towards the Midwest, to where we we didn't have Johnny Rockets for a while. So ah, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. There's there's a uh, an accidental Johnny Rockets bug there, and that guy, I'm, I'm watching it right now. That guy is like real angry. Like he's he's <laughs> he's right up at the front of the counter, like, like screaming at this woman. It? That they're just throwing food at this poor fast food worker in a mo- like your life can't get worse than working in a mall food court but then they have to come be dickheads to her while she's working well she's the one she was the businesswoman that they oh, they I rip her out this. of her clothes and then they stick okay. her behind the counter like a like, like a slobs versus snobs thing no not good for them <laughs> this good is terrible them. it's it's horrendous like again i am terrified of teenagers as an adult and i can never understand them like I wonder, I mean, this video is very much black and white. It's like, there's teens in this mall, and there's rich people in this mall. Like, I wonder, <laughs> I like, I look a little young. I'm, you know, are. I'm 30. I've still got tattoos and stuff like that. I wonder if I would get purged, or if I would slip through. No, I think they would leave us alone, man. I like I'm, to think I'm that. I'm the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, a little bit younger than 30, but I got tattoos and shit. I think that I would just get ignored. I actually have some kids that, like, there's some, like, children in my neighborhood, and I... 
forget what being a kid is like until I see them. Like they were riding by on bikes the other day and they like had fake ace bandaged up their hands. And he's like, man, he's really hurt. And I was like, oh, it looks bad. And he's like, gotcha. It's a joke. And like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we did do dumb shit like that too. Oh man, you got punked, son, even though they I, definitely don't know what punked is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, I was like, I was thinking and like now when you're relating to like, you know, will we get purged or not? I think that, Huh. I I guess that was the first moment in my life that I ever felt like an adult, right there, getting punked by small children. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. They're all in their Snapchats and sending yeah. dick pics to each other, and I don't even know how that thing works. And <laughs> yeah, right. I can't imagine what it's like to be a kid these days, and uh, I don't want to. Uh, and this video just scares me even more. If they decide to purge me, I'm done. Okay, so I had another thought, which is... On the same note, it's like I would do weird shit if I had a platform. The guy who was in charge of the soundtrack for Paul Blart Mall Cop, if if he did not use this on that soundtrack, just based on like the reference to the video, at some point, I'm very disappointed in him, and he definitely should have. Yeah, because that's got to be like a slobs versus snobs movie too, right? There's got to be some. I don't know. I've never seen it, but yeah. I just like it, like just for like having them run through the mall and like dicking around. Like I think that that would be like a great like you know he's on the Segway and then you get this song playing and you know your brain just connects two things but you didn't realize it. I don't know. Maybe nobody else would have got it besides me, but no, I think that's perfect. And I think this singer is exactly the kind of guy who would tell people he's against like uh, selling out and like marketing his songs to terrible movies, but would absolutely cash that check in a second. Yeah, for sure. Hell, I mean, cash your checks. In the Wikipedia, it said that him and Beck met and he apologized to him in a in a supermarket. But I think that's because this guy is was bagging Beck's groceries, quite possibly. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Dude, Beck is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so you have anything else to say about this song? It's like a, it's a, it's a close pass for me. Like if we're doing yeah. pass fail, it just kind of makes it into the pass range. Exactly. Just mainly based on nostalgia for me. Uh, if I, if I was a kid and I heard this song, like at the age that I was at then without any of the background and like nobody else liked it besides, you know, like nobody else was liking it. Like I could be like, this sucks. Yeah. So if the last song was based on nostalgia, I'm curious where the next song uh, comes up for you. It's Millennium by Robbie Williams. Does this song ring any bells to you? Um, it does, and I don't know what it's from. Okay, so let me let, let me kick to you what I was thinking about when I was watching the video, listening to the song. One, this song sounds like Bittersweet Symphony to me. Okay, and then two, it really sounded like Bittersweet Symphony because the video looks very cruel intentions y to me. I get like later that it's kind of like supposed to be a James Bond take, yeah. but the car, like the silver car, the the direction it's driving is so cruel intentions for me. And like it's like right around this time cruel intentions was around too. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's all I could think about when I was watching it. But what what rings bells which why should it ring a bell um well no both of those are pretty valid points uh now that you said that i does it's got that string like that synth string background going for it and the progression is is not exact but i, I can hear what you're talking about for sure um but it it wasn't a big song um well i mean it was a song that came Is out in a movie around the millennium. So I think it just got played because it had that in it. Um, I don't know if it was Damn. in a movie. Robbie Williams is a guy who never broke it big in America, but is fucking massive in the UK. Yes, I that's what I was just going to say. I actually Googled it because I was like, I wonder if this dude was ever made any other songs. 
Wait, I looked up his Wikipedia, and then I have it here. He sold more than 75 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling artists of all time. Yes. Uh, he's That's huge. That's fucking insane. He is, um, I would say, like, the male Kylie Minogue, but Kylie Minogue, like, had a couple of hits in America. Um, yeah. They actually did a song together that was massive, uh, oh, but really? not in America. Okay. Um, it's called Kids. It's actually pretty good. Uh, worth, worth checking out. I like Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I love her. She's one of my... I can't wait till we get to her on this show. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to talk so much sugar about her. Um, but yeah, video... Uh, the, actually, this video got him in the consideration to play James Bond when they were looking... Uh, thinking of going in a different direction for the Bond movies around this time. Wow. That's how that big he was there. fucking horrible. Yes, God. I agree. He's a very smug James Bond. Though, I think he's doing the smugness because he gets the tone of the video. Um, it is obviously a James Bond parody and it's a, it's a fun yeah. James Bond parody. It hits the notes. You got the, the Aston Martin, you've got the Thunderball car. He's on the moon. Yeah. Uh, it's got a Baron Samiti cameo, which I love. Who's that? Uh, from, uh, I think it's live and let die. He's like the voodoo guy with the skull on his face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder what we would be saying about this video if he would have become James Bond. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. <laughs> like what? What would we be, we be thinking if if like all this like if Pierce Brosnan sang this song, <laughs> you know, or Sean Connery? <laughs> no, no, we were in Pierce Brosnan time right now, right? We were, we were, of course. Um, you know, Robbie Williams, the tone of this video and and his his really smug face uh, might fit with the tone of those later Brosnan movies, which were just ridiculous. Yeah, they were great. He he certainly couldn't be a Daniel Craig Bond. No, for sure. I'm not a. I'm not a huge Daniel Craig Bond fan, actually, so I'll get some flack for, from Rachel for that one, too, but yeah, I I actually like Pierce Brosnan a lot, but it's, you know, it's just nostalgia and where you were growing up at, like, my dad loves Sean Connery and the fucking other dude, I forget his name. Roger Moore? Yeah. I think Timothy Dalton is a pretty underrated Bond myself. Yeah, he's a good one, too, like, yeah, yep. I like the song. I think it relies on its chorus a little too heavily. It goes back to the chorus about Does it even every have 30 any seconds. Verses? Yeah, they come in there real quick. He talks about some stuff that doesn't really matter, and then it's right back to that chorus. Um, so, on the note of the lyrics, I do have a lyric here that says, Overdose of Christmas, and I was just like, very relatable for me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that and... On the note of the video, did you notice that his briefcase was full of caviar and brie? I did not notice that. When he opens the briefcase, it's just like foods, <laughs> <laughs> like a locked, like a super intense locked briefcase with just like exotic foods in it. Yeah, it's it's a funny. fun little James Bond send up. I uh, yeah, this one wasn't bad. I enjoyed I the, like video. the video more than the song. Same. This, yeah. It's, like, um, it was something that I hadn't watched in a while, or ever watched. I definitely didn't watch it. I didn't remember the song, and, like, I was like, oh, the video's cool. I mean, I was hung up on the Cruel Intentions aspect of it, but, like, when I caught that it was Bond, I was like, oh, I guess that's kind of cool, too. I don't know if it's a shame or not that Robbie Williams never caught on in America. I, I will say it's not. a shame that Kylie no. Minogue never really caught on in America. Um, but I, I can't speak very much for uh, his other songs. That song... Uh, with Kylie Minogue that he did is really the only one that I know of, but maybe he's worth maybe he's worth diving into. Maybe I'll have to we'll have to check out another one of his. But I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel like this one, if this is the one that caught on, maybe <laughs> maybe I don't have to. I don't know. That's, yeah, I definitely will never look up any of his songs. I can just approve a good parody that knows what it's doing. Yeah, yeah, same. 
Next up on our list is Closing Time by Semisonic. You know, this one I feel like everyone knows. Everyone knows this song. If you've ever been in a bar, you know this song. Um, yeah, Rachel's a bar manager, and we were actually listening to the now yesterday, you know, just like giving it a pass through uh, together. And um, I was like, I, if I were you, I would play this song every night as I'm closing. And she's like, I've done it so many times. And I was like, that's perfect. This is like this is the perfect bar closing song. Like that's I guess that's really not the the theme of the song even, but it just fits that. Like that's what I want to hear as the bar is closing. You do last call, draw the lights, and you just start playing. I want I know who I want to take me home. Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show. Uh, we'll come back to this and talk about what the lead singer claims that this song is actually about. We'll hold Ooh. off on that for a second because okay, okay. it's ridiculous and stupid and. Let's be honest, this song is about a bar closing, and it's simple and perfect for what it is, and it doesn't have to be more. I appreciate when it is, um, but this song doesn't need to be. Yeah, this is like, he should have just left it as the, like, I don't need to give this song words. I already did or something. You know, like, he should have said something really badass like that instead of trying to make it. I don't even know what he said about it, but I'm already disappointed that he tried to explain the song. Yeah, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I can hear it when I hear him talk about it, but I feel like it's also like you've had 20 years now to pretend your song is more than what you want it to be, so I can't trust you, dorky-looking uh, Rivers Cuomo <laughs> wannabe guy. <laughs> yeah, he does. Whatever. So whatever happened to these guys? Oh, Do you God. know? Uh, I'm did they, sure. Did they make any little. more music? I heard, did they have um, any hits? No. I heard a story okay. once that, um, and this is another reason why I don't think this guy, I think he sniffs his own farts a little bit. And this okay. is a second-hand story, uh, so I don't know if it's 100% true, but I'll say it's probably 90% true. Um, I know someone who went to go see Semisonic. They were playing at a bar um, in, like, the... no more than, like, seven or eight years ago. Um, okay. And they apparently played this song in the middle of their set, and then the guy got really pissy when everyone started leaving. <laughs> it, it's literally called closing time. You set yourself up for that one. Yeah, like this is your fault. You know, like it's. <laughs> I mean, I get it. As a musician, I would. So, would you rather be a musician that makes like, like, uh, you know, songs that are honorable to you and never get played, or have one hit that everyone knows you for? Oh man, I think. I don't know. It's kind of that question of, like, would you rather get called up to the major leagues for, like, one game or just, like, be really great in the minors forever? Exactly. It's the same thing. I don't... I think I'd rather get that call up. Same. So, like, you can't be pissed off that you had one hit song that everybody loves. I remember we we went to go see Phantom Planet after they, like, you know, had, like, the OC song, right? And they were playing, like, a, a spring carnival at CMU, not far from us. And everybody just wanted them to fucking play California, right? And they were, like, really butthurt that everybody just wanted them to play California. And I'm like, guys, come on. Like, if you were a band and you, like, know that you only have one hit song and you really – like, and you're playing, like, a college where they're only going to know this one, suck it up. Like – yeah, exactly. You know, we, Cash your check. I get that. But like at the same time, don't be pissed off that everybody doesn't want to listen to the rest of your songs. They only want to hear that one. Yeah, here on the Jersey Shore uh, in Asbury, every year we get something called, it's like Summerfest or Summer Jam or something like that. And they bring in all of these one-hit wonders. Um, like you'll get uh, Sugar Ray and Everclear and um, 
bands like that. And it's like, I imagine that people have asked me to go to these shows before, and I'm like, no, because the last thing I want to hear is is Tonic's new songs. And you know that, yeah, they're probably going to play their one hit, but they're going to try to sell that new album that no one gives a shit about. This was this was just me, dude. We just went to go see Blink, and they had a Wall Nation open, and we were like, and we were like, I was like, all I want to do is get in to hear them play Sail at the end. Dude, we like waited, you know, forty minutes outside drinking in the parking lot. We walked in, they played Sail. I was like, good, perfect, nailed it. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. Yeah, and I um I did give in and uh, go to. I, I might have even told this story on the first episode. But I'm just gonna tell it again. Um, uh, I got convinced to go see Dashboard Confessional at, at the Asbury Summer Stage, because you can just, you don't have to pay for but it, you can stand outside. Did, really? Well, he, like. clo- he closed with Hands Down and uh, the, the Spider-Man song, because he knows what he's there for, like, he yes, played, you don't, you exactly. don't, Kiss doesn't play Rock and Roll All Night as the third song, you know? They know yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> no, but at the same time, Kiss had actual hits, but I get what you're trying to say there, yeah. Like, yeah, you want to play the fucking jams and play them at the end, and everybody goes nuts, and that's it. You you wrap it up. Like, throw in the slow ones in the middle and keep it going. Yeah, exactly. When your song's called Closing Time, and it was your hit, sorry, dude, it's your closer forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're just smoke. And man. you know what? Don't pretend you're not still raking in some, like, residuals from this song. Oh, fuck yeah. This song is, still gets played, and it was on, like, I'm sure it was on, like, Grey's and, like, all these, like, oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, like, they're making money from this song still. There's um, always going to be a Hyundai ad exec who goes, hey, how about closing time? Yeah, exactly. Um, but beyond the song... I fucking love this music video. The split screen? The split screen thing. I really dig it, man. It was like such a cool thing at the time. I don't know if anybody had done it before them and they kind of bit it off them. But like, I'm a fan of this music video. I like the aesthetics of it. I like uh, the weird 90s coloring kind of situation they got going on where everything kind of seems washed out in like Mm -hmm. Daria style. Yeah, it looks Um, like it's in one of the Matrix sequels. Yeah, right? Super green. Yeah, they all do this. Like, it was like a big fad, I guess, for a while, but... I like that. I like the the thing. I was just like, I'm only disappointed that, sorry, what happens in the end is like instead, I really wanted him, I thought, you know, you're, you think he's going to catch the girl. Like he left at closing time to go meet her and they just like just disappear from each other. And he's like, oh, well, here's my boys on the back of my car. And they're just like totally cool about it. Well, yeah, that was still the 90s with like that cynical like kind of reality bites like, oh, this is the real world. It doesn't always work. <laughs> you're right. I guess we're not like in that. You either get like, he would have got like murdered on the way, or he would have like totally found the girl, and they'd have gotten married in the next music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have no the reality bites kind of stuff anymore. Fucking kids these days, man. Now it's just all uh, mumblecore and Duplass Brothers. <laughs> mumblecore. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, opinions about closing time? No, I love this song. It's great. It's classic. I'll listen to it. I this is a song I could never get sick of, and. I'm glad that they put it on now. It deserves recognition. I uh, I never mind hearing this in a bar when the lights come up. Uh, on the other hand, the next song is The Sweetest Thing by U2. And I almost never really want to hear U2, but I never hate it when they come on. Okay, so I was never a big U2 fan. I'm kind of in the same wave as you. And like from what you're like, what I'm picking up from what you're saying, um, 
I did see you two live on the 360 tour, and it was fucking amazing. It was really great, like totally mind blowing. I have a new appreciation for you two, and this is probably the worst U2 song I've ever heard. Oh man, I think it's the one from that iPod commercial. I don't know if that even narrows it down anymore. No, no, I no, it's not. The iPod commercial one was the shitty one when the yeah, 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 yeah. That's why South Park made fun of it. Yeah. This isn't the iPod commercial one. iPods weren't around back then. Oh well, right, I think no, no. I'm saying the, those are the ones. I think you two had that oh, like rebellious that Sunday bloody okay. Sunday stuff. Then they had this yeah. weird like we're dads now period, and then yeah. they had the weird fucking corporate garbage bullshit like Vertigo and all that stuff. Like that's yeah. when no fucking thank you. No, I, but this is bad, dude. For like at the time of you two, like I. This is shit. I th- I like the intro to the song. The intro was kind of interesting. Um, and then I was like, this is like lame in every sense. The music video sucks. I don't like the theme of it. Bono looks like the hugest douche in the world right now. And the song is shitty. Bono in this video looks like he is doing really shitty. Like he's going to Comic-Con dressed as Elvis Costello or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. That's a good one. And Touché. he apparently wrote it as an apology to his wife, I guess, for being on tour so much or something like that. And man, if I was his wife and this was a song I got, I'd be pissed. <sighs> yeah, but if you were married to Bono, you had to be some kind of moron, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty true. There was a great uh, joke by, I think it was David Thorpe. Uh, he once said that uh, Bono has managed to ruin uh, sunglasses, iPods, and philanthropy all at once. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Bono's such an easy target, man. He's a great dude for doing like all the philanthropy shit, but at the same time, it's like, let it go, man. Like, yeah, he, yeah, I'm always gonna make fun of him. I'm always gonna laugh at him. Yeah, I still like you too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that stadium rock, and it's um, I believe it. I, I believe he puts on a great show. I believe a lot of studio, uh, not studio star, um, stadium stadium rock bands. Like I bet Coldplay's show is awesome. But I like, would never go see Coldplay, but I agree. I bet that they're fucking yeah. great to see live. Everybody loves it, and yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of lights, and everyone is singing, and there's a lot of choruses with whoa whoa's and yeah yeahs, and this <laughs> one especially. Who who the chorus of the song is. What uh, is the course? I see. I I listened to this probably four hours ago, and I don't even rem- like my brain already blocked out the song. Uh, All I know is the intro. Is this the whoa, the sweetest thing over and over again? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember, I have in my notes. It's he. He says I'm losing you, and I wrote you are losing <laughs> my attention right now. Yeah, it's it's only three minutes, and it feels like a lot longer, and I don't yeah. know how much of that is the song and how much is the video, because the video's doing, like, this fake one-take kind of thing, and there's all this goofy it's shit happening in the background. No, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not a one-take, and they try to make it, like, one long shot, and it's not, obviously, yeah. I feel like OK Go saw this video and was like, yeah, we could be that obnoxious over and over again. <laughs> But I like OK Go, and their videos are at least fun. This one just sucked. The first one was fun, and now they're just beating a dead horse. I mean, now they have, like, a shtick, man. This is the same thing we were talking about with fucking Closing Time. Like, you know your audience, play to it. You gotta fucking do this from now on. Like, cash your checks, dude. Yeah, and I wonder how much of that is also you two knowing their audience. Like, they were like, all right, we were we were rebellious Irish 20, like, late 20-somethings, and now we're dads. And then, like, that's just this era. Like, they know that their audience has followed them, and their audience are probably dads now. Yeah, but you don't get this same bullshit from, like, other bands. But I guess really, 
I don't know, like, The Who hasn't really put out a new album, uh, you know, Floyd, Rolling, uh, Roll, like, no, Rolling Stones, probably not, right? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess they're the only band that's, like, still putting out albums, and they're just, like, catering to their audience, like, they have a niche, and they're like, well, if they're getting older, we're gonna play music for them at this point in their lives, too. Yeah, it's probably smart. I feel like Bono's probably a smart guy. Oh, I bet he's fucking brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's just not for me, and it never was. Even that, like, the Sunday Bloody Sunday in the Name of Love, like, I can acknowledge that those are at least better songs than this, um... But they're always like, if they come on, I'm listening to the Classic Rock Station, and they come on, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to change the channel, but ah. Yeah, no, I can I can relate to that. Like I said, seeing them live was cool. I, I'm, I don't own any U2 CDs or U2 audio files on my computer, so that's where I stand. The moment that, now, this may be uh, throwing stones in a glass house, but um, the moment that I knew podcasting uh was garbage was when um i just hate that comedians can put out shows about anything and it'll get an audience because they already have this established base and there's a podcast about just they just talk about u2 songs oh really yeah i don't remember the comedian um but and then you know in that moment of like manufactured self-awareness u2 was on the show See, this is what I want. This is what I want to happen to Zach Attack. Zach Efron, come on, Zach Attack with us. Yeah, it's the same bullshit we're doing. I think podcasts are stupid, though. I've never listened to a podcast in my life. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, and nor will I. Like, I just I like recording them. They're fun for me to bullshit with, like people about common interests. But at the same time, like I don't ever want to listen to these, and I don't know who the fuck is listening to these. Well, so. I-, I appreciate podcasts by normal people who are interesting to hear talk and it just sounds like a conversation between friends that you can get in on like when comedians just do shows about whatever they want like that's what annoys me you know yeah yeah uh, again but it's just uh, that's exactly what i'm doing yeah i i get it it is dumb it's I a real stupid you. meta gripe and i'm i yeah i hate myself for even bringing it up <laughs> anyway um Speaking of mistakes, uh, the next song, hey, uh, Shell Crow is my favorite mistake. Dude, I did not remember how hot Cheryl Crow was. Yeah, yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. You didn't remember that either. I was watching the video like, damn, she was way slept on by me. Like, you know, like, we had Britney Spears and shit, we were all sexualizing her, because, I mean, I guess she was 17, but I was like, Sheryl Crow was fucking sexy. Even at the time, like, I was aware of Sheryl Crow, because my parents were, you know, they weren't into the pop music and stuff like that, they liked rock, and this was someone who came out at the time that still had, like, a sound that sounded like it maybe it could have come from their time. And I listened, I I heard a lot of the Globe Sessions, which is what this, this song was off of, and, I mean, I loved this song at the time but i now i think coming back to it i like it even more because i mean when you're 13 you can't relate to the song i like music that makes me feel something and now i feel like i've lived this song and that is the sign of a great song when it just gets you yeah dude i definitely agree like what you were saying i think that she Definitely probably related to your parents, because for me, I was thinking, like, she's, like, a little bit more of a country Stevie Nicks going thing going on here. Um, I, 
yeah, I couldn't I couldn't relate to the lyrics as a kid, and I have the exact same feels. Like I listen to this song. The song reminds me of being very young, but it wasn't something that I liked at the time. And now that I'm hearing it, I'm like, oh damn, th- yeah, I forgot how much I did like this song or how much I like this song now. Yeah, it's super good. I love that crunchy guitar riff, and she oh yeah yeah, yeah. always had some great guitar licks in her songs. Um, Starting out, at least. I'm not big into, like, the Soak Up the Sun, her shitty cover of First Cut is the Deepest, kind of uh, doing shit with Kid Rock, Sheryl Crow. No, I have no, I've never listened to any other Sheryl Crow than this. Yeah, so. but, like, all I want to do is have some fun. Like, that's got a cool yeah, lick to cool. it. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Great song. Yeah. If it makes you happy, great song, which also has a fantastic cover that everyone should seek out by the Screaming Females, uh, which is fucking awesome. Send it. I want to hear it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a brutal song to listen to, and I think a lot of that is her vocal performance. I think people always underrate the fact that when you're singing a song, you're acting a little bit. You're trying to put you into it and not just hit the notes correctly. I think that's where pop sometimes misses the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wonder how much of this she played. How much... Did she just play guitar? Or did she play, like... Because I have a feeling like she's very musically talented. Yeah, I'm sure she is. I mean, I couldn't tell you what she does on her albums. I know live she... I've never seen her live, but I've seen her perform on, like, TV and stuff like that. And she definitely plays guitar live. Yeah, yeah. See, like, she's just, like, a cool chick, dude. I want to get drunk with Sheryl Crow now. Like, she just seems like somebody that, like, I would like to hang out with. Like, I want her to sing my favorite mistake, like, you know, in my backyard with a fire not very close but far away (laughs) and drinking American beer. That's what I want to do. This song actually has an interesting background that, um... Much like um, You're So Vain, people always kind of hypothesize who this song is about, and a lot of people think it's about Eric Clapton. Apparently they had a brief uh, dalliance. That totally just changed my perception on this song. That's really fucking awesome. Go Sheryl Crow. Yeah. Good. I I would love... I really dream that one day a scorned female will write a song about how much she hates me. <laughs> you know, I've always thought the same thing. I'm a big fan of the movie High Fidelity. It's In fact, it's um, almost partially inspiration for this podcast is that movie. Um, and there's the scene where he's been dating um, uh, the girl from The Cosby Show, Lisa Bonet. Okay. And he's like, uh, I've always wanted to date a songwriter. I just have this this idea of her like playing a song for me that's written about me. And like, yeah, that would be cool, but I think it would be so much cooler to have a fuck you song written for me. Yeah, scorned. I want a scorned, angry female song written about me. Yeah. Yeah, like a love song is cool, but like if I found out that like like a song like Radio by Alkaline Trio where it's just like, I hope you fucking die. Like if that was about me, that'd be so much cooler. Yeah, dude, I should have tried to bang more chicks to play guitar back in the day. I feel like that's... Like, I feel like that's a thing that a lot of people, like, that's a fuck it list thing that a lot of people never checked off, you know? The girls who yeah. played guitar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because they're always, like, so annoying, so. Nobody was ever cool enough for the girls who played guitar. Well, like, maybe, like, the, uh, like, the acoustic ones, like, they're, they're, they're screaming out, uh, oh, they're screaming out yeah. what's going on, you know, like, and they got... Yeah, like, we needed no to be, like, that. 45 and, like, divorced, you know, to be cool enough to hang out with the girl that played guitar, and we were 13, and, yeah. I yeah, understand. it just didn't work, and now no one's playing guitar these days. <laughs> no, no, dude, fuck that, you have Fruity Loops. Everything's dubstep. Need a guitar. Yeah, everything's, everything is, that, I, damn, that's a really good, if I was a DJ, no, I need to feel like that, everything is dubstep is a great name of something. I just need to place it somewhere. Thank you. I'm keeping that. Take Everything it. Everything is dubstep. 
but that's actually a pretty good transition into the next song. Um, but we, oh, we just, geez. let's just say we love this song. Um, like the, uh, not the uh, favorite mistake by Sheryl Crow. We like that's oh, yeah, yeah. high I, recommend I high praise. Yeah. Great song. Dude. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites on here. I think it great praise. Yes, and there we go. Let's go right into the electronic music. Let's just jump right in. Uh, Fatboy Slim's "Praise You." Um, I was talking about before how uh, OK Go they try to they try to ham fist those uh, viral videos. I think this was before YouTube, but man, I think this would have been a viral video. Dude, this this is exactly what I was talking about. This is the origins of the flash mob. Uh-huh. This is definitely a viral video. Um. I love all of Fatboy Slim's videos. Uh, I was thinking of Weapon of Choice at the same time. Yeah, the Christopher a, Walken one. Yeah, that's a great one too. And I have, if you were excited about my fact about Kevin Federline, I have a cool story about Fatboy Slim if you want to hear it. Oh, please. Fatboy Slim and I got into a screaming match about a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> that is a true story. Fatboy Slim was on um, Holy Ship, which we've been on, and he he was having these, like, uh, games, like, you know, like, fucking potato sack race and shit like that, and um, I was blasted at, like, 11 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, like, just fucking wrecked, and um, I joined one of the games with my friend, and the game was where you put the hard-boiled egg on the spoon, and I had the hard-boiled egg on the spoon, and I was getting ready to start the race, and this kid next to me dropped his, and the rule was if you dropped it, you had to eat it. And it was, like, on the deck of the top of the cruise ship, just fucking gross. And I, also, I've never eaten a hard-boiled egg in my life, nor will I ever eat a hard-boiled egg in my life. So I was like, the one thing I'm not doing here is dropping this. I don't care how drunk I am, this is not getting dropped. So the kid next to me drops the egg, and they just see that someone had dropped it. Okay, and so Heart, Fat Boy Slim comes up to me, and he's like, just yell, like, fucking eat it. I was like, fuck you, I didn't drop it. I'm not eating this egg. And he's like, eat it. I'm like, no. And like, we got into a very heated screaming match about a hard boiled egg. Wow, you have something in common with, uh, you know, uh, someone who's going to be on this podcast a lot. Uh, Smash Mouth is that pe- a lot of people were screaming at you didn't eat an egg, and that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? I don't get it. What? what oh man, there was. <laughs> Uh, I referenced David Thorpe previously. He um, he's the guy who started. I don't know if you remember like Exile Pitbull. That was a thing that happened. Well, there was also he just oh, when they sent Pitbull to Alaska. Yes, that was thing? okay. Yes, that was yes, the yes, thing I that he started. This. But okay. before that, he just he just got a bunch of people to tweet. Uh, he oh he she said that he would donate uh, something to charity if the guy from Smash Mouth ate fifty eggs. Like did the um, uh, what movie is that? The uh, Cool Hand Luke challenge. Okay. And so he just got thousands of people to tweet, eat the egg, smash mouth, at this guy over and over again until they put something together. And, like, apparently that guy's really good friends with Guy Fieri. And, like, him and Guy Fieri got together and made this giant omelet. They are. They're the same person. They probably were never seen in the same room. Well, this is the only time. So they got, they did the prestige thing and (laughs) (laughs) and they, they did this charity thing and, and he, he ate eggs, but they were, you know, they weren't hard boiled. They were like, and he didn't eat all of them, but like, yeah, he, that was the first time he got this like a viral celebrity thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, Well, people, Fatboy Slim might say the same thing about you. No, Fatboy, oh, uh, at the end of the line. uh, So after this, I like, you know, I came up like, so then. I 
was walking away. Like I was walking later and I'm talking to Fatboy Slim and I was like, dude, I didn't even drop the egg. He's like, oh yeah, I just wanted to see someone eat one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I'm glad that we're okay though. Yeah. He, and he's actually a really cool dude. Uh, so I mean, other than the us yelling at each other about the fucking hard boiled egg, I really like Fatboy Slim. He's and, the, he's the main dude in the video, right? Or is, is that Spike no, Jones? No, 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 no. That's Spike Jones. Yeah. Okay. It's not, he's not Fatboy Slim. Fatboy Slim's like older. He's. He's cool looking though. He kinda looks like Fatboy Sim would be a good character for James Bond. Google huh. picture of him. He's pretty cool. Okay. Also he's sober now and he's like been sober for like a very long time and it's like has like all of these weird restrictions when he plays concerts because he doesn't want to be around possible drinking and drug use. Oh, he's like uh he's like a uh, straight edge Morrissey. Yeah, yeah. He like he really like, you know, like cuts out early, like only plays like kind of early sets or like shits that he can get out of really quick and stuff like that. It's good for him, man. He's yeah. like doing great. So yeah, well, good for him. Uh, video's cool. Uh, he makes people eat eggs, but like, let's focus on the song. Um, I'm not super into this kind of music where it's just like one sample or like one chorus and then some electronic oh, music really? is played okay. over and over and over again. I can okay. recognize when it's done well, and like I. Like I'd, I'd say Daft Punk does it well. I don't know if I think Fatboy Slim does it super well. Oh, I, yeah, I disagree with you. Fatboy Slim's like a genius. This is great. I I really like the one sample thing, but I'm I'm coming from a place where like I like electronic music. I've listened to a ton of electronic music, um, and Fatboy Slim is held in a place of esteem for me because he was like you know one of these early guys doing shit like this, and he's still out there doing it, and he's still a cool dude. So I'm definitely jaded and biased. So. No, and that's cool. You're allowed to like different things on this podcast. Yeah. Um, in the video, I saw something, and like the part where he stops the tape, and Spike Jones just jumps on him and just hugs him. I was like, "Oh, that's really perfect," and we should use that more often as a means of resistance. Just like a small person jumping on a large person and just holding them. <laughs> it's really I funny. To- am in as as a yeah. relatively small person, I will begin jumping on people. Yeah, just just jump and like have them hold you. You know, like what is that dude gonna do? He's not gonna like beat him up for that. You know, like you have to, but you also have to like look like Spike Jones. You know what I mean? Like you have to have like a very like baby face and like I'm like please don't beat me up. Look, you know. And yeah, then, he's then got the works. glasses. You can't hit a guy with yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah, And like this dude was huge, and all he's doing is dancing all goofy with a bunch of other old people. Like it's not really that bad. So yeah, and I mean I'll definitely give Fatboy Slim credit, and maybe actually I'm giving Spike Jones credit. Is like you said, it's this is the viral video before viral videos existed. Dude, this was it. This was a, a fucking banger, and yeah, this video will never. I will never forget this video. As soon as I hear the song, I think of it, and it's just great in every aspect. It, this is it. This is what started. Everybody's like all stoked about. Like kids were all stoked about the Harlem Shake. I'm like, you fuckers don't get that. This is just praise you. Like that's it. Yeah. Anything else to say about praise you? No, I love it. I love Fatboy Slim. Norman's a cool dude. That's it. All right, this next song, you know, we were talking a little bit before about how music videos at that time could have kind of been part of a sexual awakening for some people. Uh, Britney Spears, I have to maybe throw my hat in for this song, which is I Think I'm Paranoid by Garbage. I think seeing Shirley Manson at the age I did, and also a little bit like Feruza Balk in The Craft, really gave me a type. 
That's this is your type. I think I think that combination kind of gave me a type. Yeah. Oh, uh, so you definitely dig the hipster girls then? Goddamn right, I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude, she's really hot in this. I didn't remember this song existed, and Rachel had never heard it before. Really? Oh, you said she's a youngin. Yeah, dude, she had just like never heard it. Um. When I first, yes, she's very attractive in this song in this video. Um, I dig the polka dot dress things going on. Super hot. Agreed. Definitely not my speed of women, but I can dig it. I I like hipster girls too. Um, not not specifically this one, but I, I feel you. We were like you know punk kids, I guess kind of. Yeah, exactly. Same way. Uh, you, you know what this song made me think about though when I first heard it is What's when you used to have commercials on TV for compilation albums. Maybe not specifically like what uh, now, but like you know, like alternative rock compilation album, yeah, things that they would have like you know, as you're watching Beavis and Butthead on MTV late at night, you would get these like you know ads for buy this you know compilation sure. album, call in now, and I had totally forgotten that those existed until I heard this song. Some reason it must have been like one of those things they show you like short clips of the music videos, mm-hmm. and it just sprung that thought in my head. Oh yeah, that's why I mean that's what now is. That's why I think some of us even knew what now was at the time because of those Fun uh, commercials. Yeah, dude. they all had. Uh, there's there's some compilations like they're like pure pure moods volume two or whatever. Like there's that eight seconds of like an Enya song that will always be in my head because that commercial played <laughs> yes. so much. Yes, I see. I totally remember that one. I didn't remember it till you just said it, but yeah, I totally remember it. Yep. This song, though, I mean, like the video is 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 what it is. It's black and white. It's very nineties uh, with the, like the, the, the mouth quick cuts. Thing. Yeah, I like the mouth thing, the mouth focus. That was a cool thing. I don't Weird know if anybody had done it before, it, but yeah, it's like it, it reminds me of Rocky Horror a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's yeah, it's a super nineties video. But the song is, I really, really love this song. Um, Garbage is a band that. Like, their lyrics aren't going to be the deepest thing ever, but like, the whole package of the song, I, I, I there's not many Garbage songs I don't like. Really? I, I'm not, like, a, a, I really don't know much about Garbage. I, like, had to actually look them up to see what other stuff, and I remembered, like, I'm only happy when it rains. I don't mm-hmm. remember some of their other ones um, that were, like, you know, coming up in, like, the top ones. Um, I like this song. I, I It doesn't do anything crazy for me. I kind of like this, like, what was this? This is kind of like post grunge era type situation, right? Yeah, it's it's got this grungy thing, but then there's like this little tinge of like industrial in in some of the yeah. the bridge and the chorus. I like it. We were in kind of a transitionary rock period. I like for like what it, where it was at the time. Yeah, it's I like their restraint in their songwriting because they've got the chorus with like the main I think I'm paranoid hook, but then right after that the guitar line kicks in and it's the bend me break me part. That's the that's the fucking kick-ass part. Like it's it's <laughs> impressive that a band holds off on the hook until the post-chorus. Like that's I think it's interesting songwriting. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely an interesting song. I I do like it. I've just yeah, I didn't know anybody that liked garbage before I talked to you. So. They uh, <laughs> they just played at a venue right near me, and I didn't go because, like I said, oh, how so I'm you're a half-ass garbage. Fan. Well, Good like job. I said, how I'm afraid of kids because yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> Concerts these days, like sometimes Dude. they feel like an ordeal unless I really love the band. No, 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 no. See, what we've started to realize is that we've been going to shows of bands that we like. Like, for example, we went to go see Real Big Fish not too long ago. 
And I looked around the room and I realized that it was the exact same crowd that used to be there, but we're now just all 30 and like nobody was pushing. Everybody had beers and everybody was like polite in line for the bathroom. And it was like super confusing to me. And I realized that we were really old. That sounds really nice. And yeah, I never really thought about that. You know, you mentioned that you saw Blink-182. Um, was that yeah. the same thing there? Or like, are there kids like, uh, or is it like, it's like, are parents bringing kids to Blink-182 shows now? They are absolutely not. Okay. Parents were bringing kids to go see like, um, fuck, I think A Day to Remember opened for them. And like, they were like all amped about them. There was two little, like two, like maybe 13, 14 year old girls that were like in front of us, but literally the entire crowd of Blink fans was all kids our age. Like, uh, one of my buddies, he's Colombian, he came with us, um, and he was like, Oh, dude, like, I'm so scared there's gonna be like all these little kids there. And I was like, Nah, bro, you're just imagining this in your head. Like, you don't realize that we've all gotten old. And he's like, Nah, man, there's gonna be so many kids there. Like, so many little kids loving Blink. And I'm like, They don't listen to Blink, dude. And he's like, Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't. I like. I figured, like, yeah, like, there's gonna be the for data member. Sure, there's gonna be a bunch of like scenester kids. I was wondering if it was gonna be like a point where we're old enough now that like, like, my dad took me when I was like ten to see Kiss. I was wondering if like, there are Blink fans old enough to bring their little kids. You know? No, no, no. We haven't hit that point yet. Okay. Because you know we're like the generation of people that are like holding off on having children. You know, there's the, we don't like, yeah. have a baby boomer, boomer kind of feel to us. So there's a lot of us that are just like older that don't have kids that'll still go we haven't hit the point yet and actually i knew a girl there that's our age that has a like a child that's about seven and um and she didn't bring him you know like it's it, we're not at that point yet quick uh quick tangent opinion how do you like the matt skiba blink 182 it was decent dude it was really really good i yeah i saw them and i saw fucking uh prophets of rage in the same week and uh both were really interesting um yeah, he he was good. It, it it didn't it didn't feel lacking for anything to be honest. So I mean, like I don't know if I re- their their new album was decent. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I actually liked it a good amount. I liked uh, how I, I felt his boy his voice uh, brought something that like, Tom just stopped being able to sing about eight years ago. <laughs> what like actually or I don't know. Like he 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 gained he went from being like that nasally kind of thing that fit the band yes. to having this weird like he just stuck with that warble that he developed in Angels and Airwaves and I couldn't get into yes. it. Same. Okay. Yes. So the band was lacking the whininess of Tom's voice, which is just for us, you know, like that's just part of the memory of it. But at the same time, it sounded great without him there too. And uh, I'll just go out on a limb, and I, and I mean, we're still on the garbage song. I guess we're kind of done with that. But uh, man, Travis Barker blew me away on the new album. Yeah, dude, he's sick live too. He's fucking amazing. That was probably like the greatest. Like, yeah, I saw who's the dude from Rage? Fuck Tom Morello and Travis Barker in the same week, and I was just like, check, check, like awesome. Nice. So, yeah, it was a good week for me. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, garbage. I think I'm paranoid. I don't think it's my favorite song of theirs, but it's a it's a good one and. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for garbage in general. They're not one of my favorite bands ever, but like I, everything I know of theirs, I enjoy. I will have to listen to them more because I don't, I don't have this love and appreciation for them. And I think that you made some great points, so I'll check them out. And I referenced uh, a Screaming Females cover previously. I'll also uh, reference for uh, one of the free record store days, um, they uh, Garbage and Screaming Females did a cover of Because of the Night 
uh, that is extremely good. Uh, oh, cool. So everyone just go check out A Screaming Females and then their covers and garbage. Just I highly recommend all of that. Awesome. Uh, next song is Never There by Cake, which the music video was never there. And I'm sorry if you uh, follow along on the playlist. Um, the video is just not on YouTube. It is out there, but yeah, it's not on YouTube. Yeah, you can find it. I definitely dug around and you can find it. And it is definitely not what I was expecting because I had never seen the music video before. So It's a, it's it's not a whole lot of anything. And I kind of feel that way about this song, too. Oh, man, I have a sweet spot for Cake. I like Cake. It's fun music. It's like, you know, this is kind of like these songs you play at a wedding or something. My buddy played, like, some cake at his wedding, and it, it kind of takes me back to there. It's like, it's uh, non-offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could play this for, like, older people, and if they don't really know it, they're not going to... It's like, it's just, like, kind of upbeat, kind of, like, poppy, but also rock. Like, nobody's going to be like, change this fucking song. So that's the appeal of cake to me. I like most of the Cake songs I have heard. I really like their cover of um, I Will Survive, like Short Skirt, Long Jacket. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I enjoy all the going the distance. Like, I like all of that, and I'm a sucker for... I'm a sucker for horns. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a great bass line, and they always do that. Yep. But I just... Nothing about Cakes make, makes me want to go, I'm going to dig deeper. Yeah, I can see that. Like, they're a band that, like, I, I would go see live if somebody had free tickets, but I'm not going to, like, you know be a roadie for them yeah yeah exactly um so i don't have a ton to say about this song unfortunately um the music video was really weird it kind of threw me off i don't know why the fuck it was cowboy themed um it was like really like square dancey cowboy themed you got like a lot of these like they like never there but they're like dancing in a hotel room together like kind of sexually that was kind of bizarre and then you have two dudes having a swim race at the end the fucking the music video made no sense somebody did yeah. a lot of drugs i i didn't get that part of it i do love that we see a lot of payphones in these videos though the, yes um you had some bikini babes which i feel like was mandated by every like corporate suit that was putting yeah. money behind a video at this time yeah probably um yeah that's it's weird, man. Actually, you know what? I just remembered. Like one of my, one of my coworkers previously, um, really fucking loved Cake. I think that that was his favorite band. I could easily see this being someone's favorite band. They remind me of like. Maybe I have seen Cake live. Then maybe I went to go see them with him. I don't remember. Maybe I did. If you take Primus and remove all of the things I hate about Primus, which is a lot, then I think you have <laughs> you have Cake, and I kind of like it. I guess you know. <laughs> I can dig that. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, they're a fun band. I yeah, I would. This is this is a band that I would go see with my mom. <laughs> I bet there's some moms that are into cake. Sure. You know, like just like I mean, my mom's kind of young, so like this would be like a cool like you know like let's go see a band, mom, and you take her to go see Cake. Like you know, no, nobody's gonna get too rowdy. You know, she's not gonna get like pushed or anything. You could drink a beer and have a good time. I actually just had a memory of cake that I completely forgot about. Um, And a cake song that I really like that I don't think I've heard in like 10 years that I'm going to have to go dig up after this. Um, From this era, again, uh, I was watching, I was a big fan of Daria. Dude, I've just been, get out of my head. I've just been rewatching Daria. I downloaded all of them and I've been watching them and I made Rachel watch them because she didn't understand this this she she like I said she's younger so she doesn't get this whole part of MTV and when we were talking about this I was like have you ever watched Daria and she said no so, go ahead yeah well, sorry I'm curious I does, love Daria does she get that 90s cynicism that I feel like is so important and contextual about Daria 
she does because you because she's a, she's a girl. You know, sure. girls still okay, have yeah. this. You know what I mean? Like this this never left female like you know uh, emotions. Like they get the cynicism, they get the angst. Definitely still like maybe they might have a different outlet for it, but it's definitely there. So she she understands it. Yeah, I will constantly uh, when I'm trying to get my girlfriend's attention, I will constantly go. Babe, like I'm like I'm Kevin from Daria because I just, and then she always says, "Well, yeah, you should have been Trent," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right, I should have been Trent." Um, yeah. But uh, so I, I remember uh, back at the, about this age, I was watching an episode of Daria, and I heard that this is one of the problems with the the releases that came out of the of Daria was that they couldn't use all the same music, they couldn't get the licensing. Um, Wait, what? What do you mean? Explain. Uh, like when they put out the DVD, like 15 years later. Or it was oh, one of the reasons okay. why they had difficulties putting out the DVD or bringing it to Hulu or something like that. It's they used so much uh, orig- like music from bands that it was either too expensive or they couldn't get the licensing rights. So a lot of the, the music from that time, a lot of that 90s kind of grungy music is uh, replaced by just like generic studio stuff like uh, that's, that some guy made oh, up. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I... I- I admittedly got this in a legal gray area, so ah. all of my recordings are original MTV rips, and I didn't notice that. Well, on one of the episodes, they always had a song playing over the credits, and they were all in different outfits. Yeah, which is great. One of them was a song that I thought was really cool, and I, I in my you know very basic internet days, I looked it up, and it was uh, a song called Rock and Roll Lifestyle by Cake, and I remember... I, I, I mentioned in the opening that Napster had just dropped, and I remember that being uh, one of the first songs that I I attempted to download was was Rock and Roll Lifestyle by Cake. That's a good oh, one. That's yeah. really cool. See, there you go. You were a Cake fan, and you didn't even know it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I guess you know what I guess I said this on the first episode about Harvey, uh, about Harvey Danger that I'm probably gonna have to do a deeper dig because I think they might be really good. Possibly. Oh, dude, Harvey Danger was terrible. That whole album sucked. Besides Flag. Oh man, I'm sorry. See? I had it, man. I bought it. I remember I bought it in New York City, like around Thanksgiving time. Like I bought it, and the whole album sucked. It, like literally, Flagpole said it was it, and it, not, nothing else sounded like it on that album. And yeah, but am I trusting you, or am I trusting like twelve-year-old you? I've listened to it again. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I, yeah, right. I'm telling you, dude, go back. I would try it. I mean, maybe you you have different taste than me, but I'm telling you, like that song slayed, and everything else. I was like, fuck. That's a bummer. Well, I might have to dabble in some cake then. In yeah, the, in cake the future. definitely though. Check them out. Yeah, if you haven't, it's it's fun. Well, we're gonna move kind of into the more poppy section of oh, uh, God, of the album I'm now. This. Yeah, we're starting off with 98 Degrees, Because of You. the worst of the boy bands, dude. 98 Degrees was like, I remember 98 Degrees was the boy band that only lame girls liked in grade school. Yeah, if like, if... if, Oh, like the fringe friends, like you had like the group of like really hot chicks, and you had like the group of like maybe sporty chicks, you know, so you got like Backstreet Boys on one end, and Instinct on the other, and then you had like... The like the friends that didn't really fit anywhere, and those ones like ninety eight degrees. Let me see if this metaphor flies for you. Like, good. Backstreet Boys are like the Hillary Clinton. In Sync is the Bernie Sanders, and ninety eight degrees is like the Martin O'Malley. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're works. Just, they're just those also rans that they're like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a hundred votes in an entire state. Yeah, I mean, but Nick Lachey was big, and we and we had the crossover between him and uh, what's her name, Jessica Simpson. Right. So I mean, and then they had that weird show for a while. So like, I get the point of Ninety Eight Degrees. Like after the fact, um, I want to go rewatch. I bet that reality show is really fucking hilarious now if we rewatch it. 
I wonder if that was in the days when like reality. I wonder if reality was always manufactured reality. I feel like it yeah, probably always. was, right? It, it was always, but but you, reality started with fucking MTV real world and real rules. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was it. So like, I think that this was one of the first manufactured reality shows. Yeah, this was. I I bet that this is one of the first like married couple ones. Sure, absolutely. I bet it was. Right, it had to have been. Like this is this paved the way. Look, we now have Kardashians because of Nick Lachey. I think the Osborne <laughs> show was after that. I feel like most of the the reality TV at this time was real Survivor. world, road rules, or a game show. Yeah, yeah. You had like Survivor, and then you maybe you got Big Brother for a while. Remember mm-hmm. we had Big Brother, but yeah, I think that this might have been like the first like two people camera crew in their house type situations. As I was watching this video, I figured out why the the also ran boy bands. Well. <laughs> Why this band never, or really any other bands, never got the Backstreet Boys in sync kind of thing. And I kind of tie it together with the next song that we're going to get to in a little bit. But it's because in this video, like, can you tell me anything about one of the individual members of the band, except that one of them looks like a dad? Okay, yeah. You got the one that wears the hat. You got Nick Lachey. You got the old one. And you got the other one. That's every boy band's... That's you had like one dude that was famous. You had one dude wearing a hat, or and then you had like the other one, and then the old one. Yeah, That's, exactly. It, it's three clones, and then the guy who looks like he accidentally wandered on set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: they gave. I mean, maybe they didn't each have their own individual personalities, but marketing gave each member of Backstreet an adjective. Um, and each member of Insane. You mean 98 Degrees? Well, no, I'm saying that's why 98 Degrees didn't what, do what, it. What do you mean by the adjectives? We like, can talk about this later. In the, I actually had a very similar thought about this during the Backstreet Boys video that I want to get back to, and I have it in my notes. But what do you mean by here? Well, they all were given their own personalities separate from the other, and that's like the whole point of that music video. That's the whole point of that music video where the Backstreet Boys are dressed up like Universal Monsters. They're following that kind of, I mean, I'm just going to spoil They're the individualizing them. They're spicing them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's they were the Damn. prototype. And ninety-eight degrees, it's just it's a JC Penny ad, and they all look like they're JC Penny models. And there's nothing that really separates them. And if there wasn't that show, we wouldn't know the name Nick Lachey. Like that's the only thing that separates any of them out. Yeah, the only reason why I remember him is because of Jessica Simpson. And I think that's the failing of all of these also ran boy bands is that they never gave you know. A girl is going to like, you know, a girl might like the JCPenney one, but there's other types of girls that want the sporty one or the one who's into anime, as we'll talk about in the Backstreet Boys video, or the one who, like, can play the guitar and, like, I'll be all sentimental, the one who's tough, the one who wears a leather jacket. This doesn't yeah. have any of that. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. 98. Yeah. This is what maybe this is why they're the fringe lame girl choice, because they were just kind of bland. They didn't individualize them. You're right. Maybe that's the key. If we start a boy band, we have to make sure we give them all interesting personalities. And, I mean, even the video doesn't have an interesting personality. They convinced no. someone to put them on top of the Golden Gate Bridge, and they that, just... Okay, so I was debating. I, it looks really real, right? Like, they had to be actually on top of it, because they use a lot of CGI in the in the Yes, music they do. Video. But there's a but shot that, that looks real. Weird. Right? There's a shot, have, like, and there's the, the helicopter, helicopter shot. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm thinking that they actually fucking went on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. And it's the thing. It's like I imagine the director is talking to like the uh, like the set producer or something or whatever, like the the location scout. And like, all right, we got a beach. 
cool, we'll have them sing to a camera. Okay, we got this green screen. We can put whatever... Cool, they'll sing in front of the camera. Uh, dude, we got someone to put us on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, awesome. We'll have them sing in front of the camera. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like the Backstreet Boys videos, they're interesting. They're, they do stuff. NSYNC had some really, like, cool videos. The Bye 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 video is crazy yeah. cool. This is just just some some lame-ass vanilla, vanilla dude. dudes. It's vanilla, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Yeah. And they're just singing to a camera, and there's occasionally some... CGI, like, push out, zoom in kind of shots, and it's, ugh. This is the video that, like, when Blink-182, in a couple of episodes, their video will straight up parody the boy band videos. That video isn't really parodying, be it, like, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. That video is parodying this video, because it's so uninteresting and easy to just, we can do this exact same thing, and it'll be goofy, because we're goofy. Yep, yep, exactly. I agree. Yeah, this was really lame. And also, the song just generally sucks. Oh, uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. The song is completely uninteresting. Uh, yeah, it's just bland because of what because of you. Just, uh, yeah, I don't get it. I, I couldn't even pay attention to the lyrics. Like, the tone is really slow. Like, this, is, this would be great for putting me to sleep. Like, it's just, like, very soft. I don't like it, so... Yeah, it's so in. A, I, I, this is not an original thought. I can't remember where it comes from, though. The idea that it's so inoffensive, it's offensive. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it, it like it irks me in a in a sort of way. Yeah, it's just there's you think that they were throwing so much money at boy bands that it's they just were. Like, you could have come up with something better than this. It's like only In Sync and Backstreet got Don Draper, and everyone else got <laughs> got the shitty ones who were only on there for one episode, and like yeah, <laughs> they got fired by uh, they got the the the, the Chaws and the uh, the rest of the people from the. And it's just, yeah, it never worked for them. They they got the shitty ones, and no one could market them, and it seems like the easiest thing to market. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just jump right into the next one. It's the Spice Girls with Goodbye. And I was never a Spice Girls person. Um, like, they definitely have some memorable songs, like we all know Wannabe. Yeah. I actually really like this song. I think it's a really good pop song. Do you like this one? I do. I, I didn't at all. Why is that? I just couldn't get into it. it. It wasn't it wasn't fun Spice Girls like I remember. This seems like a Spice Girls parody of a boy band music video and song to me. Like they're trying to give them interesting individualized like personas. Uh, the song is just it's not like I remember Spice Girls being upbeat and fun and the poppiness like the o- overtly poppiness of them was why they had any draw to me at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least, like, I I was never a fan of them. Like, I would never care about the Spice Girls, but, like, the poppiness was catchy, you know? So you're like, okay, cool, I can get into that. But this is just, like... And it follows the... I think it was following the 98 Degrees song, too, and it's, like... It, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't, I don't like the weird lenses in the music video, they do like all kinds of weird lensing shit, it just like, overall it's, is blah. It's got a lot of Dutch angles for some reason. Um, and like, kind of fisheye lenses, but not really. See, I'm actually going to come at this from a different angle, where yeah. I agree like, Wannabe is like the Spice Girls that we all kind of remember. I always liked the Spice Girls when they kind of brought it down and did the ballads. Um, to Become One, before I heard this song, was my favorite Spice Girls song. And this could be a symptom of me having to dig back into this and hear multiple Spice Girls songs for the podcast. Um, 
But I, I like when they slow it down. I feel like they get to show off not only their voices, and they do, and it could be part because they've lost a member for this song. Like, uh, Jerry has, uh, Ginger Spice has left the band by now. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't I think the song was, like, subtly that. about her leaving, actually. Okay, um, yeah, probably. I think it's, yeah, now it's pretty obvious it's about her leaving. And they've been together so long at this point, because we, we are getting the Spice Girls much later in America. Yeah, we're getting, um, and we're getting, like, a really scary-looking Victoria Beckham, which proved to me that this was way past the early Right, years. exactly. She's already Skeletor, so... I think it's cool that they're getting a little serious here, and they don't have to be what we just talked about, where one's sporty, one's baby, one's posh. They're kind of just in what I think themselves. is a cool setting, and they're singing... Uh, what I, I think their voices all get to shine here, and I, I ended up really enjoying this song. Yeah, I I didn't see anything special about it to me. From your perspective, I think you make good points, and like I, I like that idea of it. I do think that I think musically they're gifted, and you're right. Probably this is like one of their like more shining examples of like letting them sing, and they did have good voices. I can't fault them on that. But like for me, I just wanted the old Spice Girls. I want the closing time version yeah. of, of Spice Girls. Sure. And so I'm just like, yeah, this is, they could have been anyone. It's just like, what was this like theme of lame, like singing monotone kind of songs that we got in the nineties. Now that we, now that I see two of them, I'm seeing like, I guess we kind of got this like washed out vocals, like more well, than one of these songs. Is it just like the, the media I'm listening to it through? Or is it like, I feel like they were really washed out. Well, every, every pop band needs their ballad, you know? Yeah. Um, and I we guess. just, every boy, like boy bands were pretty much only ballads, which is why I think Sync is the, the best boy band is because they, yeah. they weren't just ballads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, it's completely understandable to want the upbeat Spice Girls, but I was, uh, I didn't remember this song. I remembered it when I heard it. I didn't remember it at all. Neither time. Like, I didn't remember it when I heard it. I didn't remember it at the time. Like, yeah, I've, I've never heard this song before that I re- remember. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I it's, it's not, if you want wannabe Spice Girls, like, I do. uh, yeah, then this isn't the song. And, uh, I think there's a lot of people who aren't going to want to come back to this, but I, I was, I was, I guess my expectations were so low. I was kind of impressed by, the harmonies and uh, yeah, I like that they each got to do their own little thing. Where usually they're lost, there's kind of a collective, and maybe they each get to do one thing in the video. Yeah, we're kind of seeing. You know what else I was kind of seeing a lot in these videos? That now that you bring this up, they like in their own thing though. We're seeing a lot of like interra- um, interracial relationships. Did you notice that? There is, there is in this video. There's uh, as they're going through the the mansion where everyone's in love. Yeah. There is, yeah, there is. That's we get this one here, and in the later video, the Backstreet Boys one, we see one there. Like it, it's a lot more common. Like it's something that I didn't remember from the '90s happening. You know, like I I always like think back on it, and I was like, oh, you know, you're watching Friends where there's like not a black person in sight. Yeah, you know, and like in here, I'm like, oh, cool. At least they were trying to like you know push the boundaries a little bit. So. Yeah, the friends in Seinfeld, that. New York, where there is not a minority in sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they are, they're like a criminal somehow. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But I mean, hey, uh, 1999, we're starting to get a little more progressive-ish. Which is cool, yeah. Shout out to them for that. Yeah, we're, we're starting to see it. We'll be back next week with Joe to talk corn, Backstreet Boys, Sublime, a whole lot more, including the smartest segment in all of podcasting, Rap Genius. If you like what you heard, 
rate and review on iTunes, tell a friend. I think this is kind of a niche thing, so you'll know better than I do who, uh, who'd be into hearing a couple of idiots talk about pop music. You can head on over to cageclub.me to get more, including Keanu Club, Cage Club, and Joe Zack Attack. You can get in on the discussion by joining the Facebook group, the Cage Club Podcasting Network, or you can write into the mailbag, nowandagainpodcast at gmail.com. And Twitter isn't just a place for arguing about politics. You can follow us at Now and Again Podcast. Catch you guys on the flip side. Yeah.